0: Good morning, it's Mary Stone, and welcome to the Screen Porch. I love the comebacks from last week's episode about the dog days of summer, with many stories of your beloved dogs and cats, and even one who wrote about their feathered friend. And one of the messages came from Tara, who sent a photo and wrote, Loved your article today. This was the summer of 2017. Mia had her favorite shade spot under the pussy willow tree and Cody was always content to do whatever she did. They squished my flowers but I couldn't be mad at them because I've always felt that it's their yard too. Both are now living their dog days in my heart. Yes indeed. Thank you so much Tara for that kind note. I happen to have known Cody. He passed away recently and Tara is a delightful client of mine who's quite a gardener I may add. Thankfully, we can already feel the shift in the heat, and I finally found a moment where the cicadas are not screaming in the trees. I appreciate you bearing with me last time because it really was intrusive. I couldn't find time when they weren't singing. Today's topic is themed around a subject matter we spoke about not too long ago. You may recall I mentioned a steep woodland garden I designed and built. My client, Stephanie, was who introduced me to the mountain mint we spoke about a few weeks back. And so, we'll visit that today. We'll talk about plants perfect for a steep woodland garden, plus a few tips on planting on a hillside. And it starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. Working with Stephanie of Denville, New Jersey, who moved from the West Coast, was a privilege. She bought a cute cottage in a lake community overlooking a magnificent forest. The severe back slope is a dilemma for those who wish to meander amongst the trees. That's where a steep woodland garden comes in, thanks to a brave installer's can-do attitude. We designed and built a flight of meandering garden steps and walls using boulders from the woods. I have to tell you, it was precarious at times. Robert doesn't think so, but uh, there was a time when his equipment was um let's just say kind of uh teetering on the slope, but he managed through it. Robert Moliney uncovered 50 years of debris from the previous owner's house renovations, including old bicycles and tires, and a Snoopy pencil dated my year of birth that I didn't fess up about. We'll keep that to ourselves, won't we, ladies? Robert's crew dug in the woodland shrubs, including sweet pepperbush, which is clethra, and bottle-brush buckeye, I love to say this one, Aeschylus parviflora, Then Stephanie and I planted woodland perennials while her folks were visiting from Oregon. Stephanie climbed the cliff of Clethra to dig in the wild ginger. I answered back with a vignette of ginger in the safe zone to the left of the shed. It's true, I didn't want to um, climb the cliff that Stephanie did. She's younger than I. Uh, But um, I handed some of the things to her, but I'm jumping ahead because there were some special helpers. The ostrich fern will grow three to five feet along the garden edges and below the spruces by the neighbor to help screen the wheels of their RV. Around the gravel patio, we dug in the largest species of hellebores, with evergreen holly-like leaves that will bloom pale yellowish-green in late winter. And I'm going to include the um, link to the column in the show notes, so all the botanical names will be there. So that's my way of avoiding some of these complicated names. You know how I stumble through them. They are complicated, but some are fun, like *Asclepias paraflora. <laughs> so getting back to my story. Alongside the halibores, we planted marginal shield fern with blue-green fronds. A favorite fern in the lineup is lady in red, lady fern with burgundy red stems. Then there's the native mountain mint, the pollinator magnet we spoke about in Episode 68, Gift of Meadows and Mountain Mint, which grows two to three feet with bluish-green leaves that thrive in extreme conditions in full sun or shade. To create a foot-tall carpet of violet-blue spring blooms, we planted blue moon, woodland flocks that hummingbirds and butterflies will love. I call planting on a steep slope goat gardening. When planting trees and shrubs create a platform by elevating the downhill side or cutting into the hill often a combination of both techniques creates the optimum flat space the area should be three times the root ball's width five times for large trees and firm enough to stand on while planting secure the hills downside with rocks or a retaining wall before adding soil then follow proper planting protocols of digging the hole two or three times the root ball's width and only as deep as the root ball. Supplement the soil with rich organic matter, firmly filling the hole to eliminate air pockets, but do not fertilize because fertilizing while planting actually adds stress to plants, so you need to wait until they're established before any fertilization goes in. Top with two or three inches of undyed mulch, my favorite is hemlock mulch, and keep it clear of the trunks or stems to prevent disease. I loved witnessing Stephanie's mom guiding her from above, pointing to what goes where while passing the plants to her daughter. We've got a system going, and they did. Cece rolled the pots on their sides to her daughter downhill. Her dad, Phil, stood by to intervene should anyone topple. We've been gardening together for years, her mom said. The scene reminded me of my dear mama and our gardening days together. It just goes to show digging in the dirt is hereditary. There's an update to the story. Recently, Stephanie decided to move back to the West Coast to be near her parents. The new owner reached out, confessing she's not a gardener, and asked how to maintain the garden. The good news is there's not much to do now that the woodland garden filled with native beauties is well-rooted. Let Mother Nature, the ultimate gardener, do her thing. And I assure all of you kind listeners that even if you're not a fan of digging in the dirt, you're a gardener by respecting, nurturing, and admiring nature in the garden of life. Garden Dilemmas? com. Yes, indeed, digging in the dirt is hereditary. The scene on planting day with Stephanie's folks reminded me of a story about proper hillside planting. That's also a column on the Garden Dilemma's website, and it was inspired by a cherished maple tree. I'm going to read a little bit of the excerpt from it. It was the spring of 2011 that my sister Dot, who lives in Chesterfield, Virginia, planted a red maple, which is a rubrum, in the tiered garden she and her hubby built to manage the slope in their backyard. At the time, our dear mom had just moved in and especially admired the tree with its red-tinged emerging leaves and glorious fall color. She had missed the change of seasons over the 30 years she lived in Florida. Sadly, the tree was severely damaged by Hurricane Irene when a two-foot-caliber oak fell, skinning the bark on one side. Soon after, limbs began to die back, which they pruned each year. Dot asked if I'd assess the remaining half of a tree. One-sidedness symptoms often indicate that part of the root system is not taking up proper nourishment or moisture, which is one of the risks of planting on a slope. The wound on the trunk is another contributing factor. So my dear big sister listened to her little sis and created a platform for the tree. The following spring, she sent a photo of the beautiful tree recovering. Here's a picture of the recovering red maple. Isn't the new growth wonderful? A promise of rebirth and new beginnings. Plants genuinely are resilient, especially with the love and admiration of caregivers. It's comforting to imagine that mom may still have a nurturing influence from above. In the Garden Dilemma's website on that post, titled Proper Hillside Planting, is a photo of my mom sitting with my sister, and under it the caption is providing the ultimate caregiving that my sister did during those years. I'm so grateful for that. So thanks for coming by. I always enjoy our time together, and I hope you have as well. And if so, I have a special favor to ask, and that is if you haven't done so already, I would love some more five-star ratings because that helps more find us. I don't really know how that works, (laughs) but it's true. So your kindness in helping me means so much. Have a great day. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at Gardendilemmas.com. And on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.